Yo, 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 yo. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Welcome to episode 75 of Sports Takes Galore. I'm your host, Gabe, and thank you for listening. Coming up in this episode, he has arrived. Aaron Rodgers will report the Green Bay Packers training camp today as the two sides work out a deal that will keep Aaron Rodgers under center for the Green Bay Packers at least until 2021. I'll give you my takes on that. And Houston Texans are now listening to offers to trade disgruntled quarterback Deshaun Watson, who reported to a training camp and still wants to be traded. I'll give you my takes on that. And is the SEC on the verge of becoming college football's first super conference? I'll give you my takes on what Oklahoma and Texas bid to join the SEC means for that reality. I'll give you some brief takes on the Olympics. And I will close with Kobe Covington and Kamara Usman will get it on for the second time in November at UFC 268. I'll give you my takes on that coming up on the other side. All right, now without further ado, let's get right into it. I'm going to start my opening take in the NFL. Today is the day all 32 teams start their training camps. And we all know where everybody's eyes are going to be focused on, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Aaron Rodgers will report to Green Bay Packers training camp as the two sides work out a deal that will keep Aaron Rodgers under center for the Green Bay Packers in 2021. Now, in 2023, the last year of his deal, it will be voided. But in 2022, if Aaron Rodgers is not happy with the Packers, the Packer organization will work with Rodgers to trade him to wherever he wants to go. Here are my takes. Number one, I would argue this is a win-win for both sides. Now, some will argue that the biggest winners are the Packer organization. Here's why I would disagree with that. One, Aaron Rodgers indicated that he did not want to play for the Packers this season. And wanted to be traded. But the Packer organization stood fast and strong and said, no, we're not trading you. But they did bend to Aaron Rodgers by giving him these concessions so he can be under center in 2021. The Packers know that this is a ready-to-win-now team. I mean, all the talent on the offense with um, Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. I mean, their defense has seemed to be gotten better with some of the moves that we'll wait and see on that. But the Packers knew that without Aaron Rodgers, they have no shot. They were basically 8-9 eight, eight and nine at best or 7-10 and ten and missing the playoffs. And chances are, some people were going to get fired afterwards. So the Green Bay Packers knew they had to bend. And they did just that. And now there's a report out there that Aaron Rodgers wants them to re-sign Randall Cobb, his former teammate, as well. So we'll see if the Packer organization bends to that demand. Now, from the football standpoint, there's not going to be any friction in the locker room. I can tell you that. Them players are going to welcome Aaron Rodgers with open arms. There's no way they're, they're upset about this. In fact, they're probably jumping for joy right now. Now, as far as Devontae Adams go, now, last week he broke off contract talks of a new extension. Now that Aaron Rodgers is back, 
he's now willing to listen to any more offers. I'm just going to say this. If I'm Devontae Adams, I would hold off of signing a new long-term extension until I know what Aaron Rodgers' intentions are past this year. Now, I know it's a risk, and we know injuries happen in the NFL, but still, you're going to sign a long-term deal, and yet Aaron Rodgers decide, I don't want to play for the Packers in 2022, then you're stuck with an unproven quarterback in Jordan Love. So, my advice to Devontae Adams, hold off and test the um, free agent market where you can go wherever you want to go and be happy and make big money at the same time. Now for another NFL story. The Houston Texans, after saying they would not entertain any offers for Deshaun Watson, have now said they're willing to listen to any offers for Deshaun Watson who still wants to be traded despite reporting to a training camp for the Houston Texans. Of course, Deshaun Watson is doing his Marshawn Lynch impression by saying he's just there so he won't get fined because if he missed training camp, then he will be fined $50,000 a day. I mean, who wants to give up that kind of money? Here's my, here's my question to the Texans. Why now? I mean, I mean, what makes you think anybody's going to trade for him now? I mean, there may be a team that probably will trade for them, but it would be risky. Because number one, he's still got these lawsuits hanging over his head. And the NFL still hasn't decided whether they're going to put him on the exemption list. So even if a team trades for him, they may not even have him for the season. I mean... What, what 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 makes the Houston Texans think they're gonna get, that somebody's gonna trade is gonna trade him at this time? Now, of course, they should trade him. I'll, I I agree, but still, I don't think teams right now want a quarterback that that's not gonna be available to them, especially if they want to mortgage the store, which that's what's gonna take for a team to get Deshaun Watson. I mean. Possibly three first-round picks. I mean, Deshaun Watson is a top-five quarterback. So, I don't know what Houston's play is here, but it's obvious the incompetence of that organization. Now, let's move on to college football. Now, what started out as as, as as a rumor... Looks like it may become reality. It was reported last week that the University of Oklahoma and the University of Texas want to join the SEC. Well, it looks like moves have been made for that to happen. And it has been reported today that OU and Texas are seeking membership into the SEC starting in July 1st of 2025. The two teams have made it clear to the Big 12 that they will not be renewing their Big 12 media rights, which expire in 2025. Now, the Big 10 tried to persuade them to stay, but to no success. But of course, this move is set 
if it's approved by the SEC presidents and chancellors, which require three-fourths vote, this move, they will start SEC play in 2025. Now let's be honest. They're going to they're going to start playing in the SEC in 2022 or three. There's no way it's going to be until 2025. Now, of course, OU in Texas, if they are to opt out early, they would have to pay a huge penalty to the Big 12 in the form of 70 to 80 million dollars. But as as an old wrestler. The million dollar man Ted DiBiase would say everybody has a price so so anybody that thinks that it's going to be 2025 before these teams play is losing their mind I know there's probably going to be a lot of legal legal fights and things like that throughout this whole process but it's going to happen and let's be honest, Oklahoma and Texas sees big money in this. I mean, they're joining the what most people would call the SEC the mini NFL because of the play. And not only that, who 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 wants to see Texas versus um Iowa State or Texas versus Oklahoma State when you can see Texas versus Texas A&M which of course Texas A&M is not happy with that and you want to see Oklahoma versus Alabama Oklahoma versus LSU you know or Texas versus Georgia you know Florida Florida versus Texas Florida versus I mean I could go on and on but I mean think about it especially with a road team OU in Texas are going to have huge attendance. And let's also, one other thing that's motivating this move is they're trying to keep all those five-star players out of OU, out of Oklahoma, out of Texas in, in their states. I mean, they're basically saying that those five-star Players out in, in who, who who are in Texas, saying you can st- you can come to the University of Texas. You don't have to go to Texas A&M. You don't have to go to Alabama. You don't have to go to Mississippi State or have to go to LSU. I mean, you can come here, and you can and 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 and, and you can still play NFL. I mean, NFL like football. Now, with this move, the SEC appears to be college football's first super conference. So what does that mean for the rest of college football? I mean, is this this a start of possibly other um, conferences joining up to create a super conference? I think only time will tell. But this actually will be an exciting move for college football. Now, of course, when Oklahoma and Texas get into the SEC, 
They better they better learn that that video game type of offense ain't gonna fly in the SEC. They better be able to build teams that can play some defense. Or they're just gonna get run over every week. Now let's move on. I'll give you a brief takes on the Olympics. I'll first start off with the men's basketball team who lost on Sunday to France 83-76. Now, is this panic mode for the USA basketball team? Uh, Yeah, there's some concern because, I mean, they had a big lead in this game and they did what usually what NBA teams do. They let teams back in the game. See, this, this to me represents what the NBA has become. A team, uh, a, a league that doesn't know how to finish off teams. I mean, they had this, te- they had a big lead on this team and all they did is kept shooting threes and let the French back in the game. So basically, they deserve to lose this game. So, now, tomorrow, they play Iran to see if they can get back on track. So, not while all is not lost, they need to have a better showing on Wednesday night. Or Wednesday morning, whenever they play. Now, of course, on a sad note, Simone Biles had to withdraw from the Olympics. First, it was reported there was an injury... But she confirmed that it had nothing. There was no injury. But it was basically mental health issues that she was dealing with, that she wants to correct. I'll just say this for Simone Biles. Kudos to her for recognizing that she has an issue and wants to re- resolve it, and that she did not want to be a hindrance to her teammates. You got to give kudos to that. Because look, Simone Biles has nothing to prove. I mean, she's already a GOAT when it comes to gym, gymnastics. So, and she, not only there's a lot of pressure on her putting on by us fans, but these athletes put a lot of pressure on themselves to perform at a high level. And what um, Biles is basically saying is, I can't perform at my best. I, I want to go ahead and take care of these issues so I can get, come back and perform at my at my best. Basically, it's the same thing that tennis star Naomi Saka was saying in not so many words. I mean, she she's actually the second best player in women's tennis. But she decided that she needed a mental break to take care of her mental health issues. Of course, speaking of Naomi Osaka... She lost in the third round in straight sets. So she won't be winning any gold this year. But I'll just say for these young ladies that these ladies are young. They got plenty of time to get more championships and more gold medals. So give them kudos for recognizing that they both have a problem. They both have issues that they need to work through. And they want to be at the best they can be and have fun doing it. So, Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka, 
I'm just going to say, get well soon. Now I'm going to close with a big fight coming up in the UFC on November 6th. A fight that I'm looking forward to, and I'm sure most UFC fans are looking forward to. And that's Kamaru Usman versus Kobe Covington 2. I'm going to say this. Two years ago when they fought, I would say that was the fight of the year. Probably one of UFC's best fights in the past five years. I mean, both of these guys were going at it. I mean, it was basically pretty close, that first fight. But once Usman broke Kobe Covington's jaw, that was the beginning of the end. And the fight had to be stopped in the fourth round, giving Usman the TKO. Now, of course, this fight's going to be hyped up a lot with all the trash talking that's going to be going on back and forth between these two men. But still, this fight is going to be awesome. Now, for Covington, he's going to have nothing to say if Osman beats him again. Not only beats him again, finishes him again. Now, of course, if, if Covington wins this fight, there's definitely going to be a trilogy. No if, ands, buts, or maybes about it. And you're never going to be able to shut that guy up. And rightfully so. So, kudos to UFC and Dana White for doing what box, I wish boxing would do. Give us the fights the fans want to see. So... I know November 6th is a long ways away, but I can't, I can't wait. And now, this will conclude episode 75 of Sports Takes Galore. I'm your host, Gabe. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for downloading. I appreciate it. You can follow this podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other podcast platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at ggsports 13 And you can check out my Facebook page at Sports Takes Galore with Gabe. I'd like to thank you again for listening. Thank you for downloading. Have a wonderful day. And I'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.